0: A listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Let him go. Whoa! Oh, knocked the headgear off him. This is unbelievable. Rugby all right, coming up on 40 Talk. We talked the Dragons avoiding the wooden spoon after their win against the Tigers. We're
1: going to talk about Latrell being out, and also have the Broncos got the team to go all the way.
0: Hello and welcome to Footy Talk, a listener podcast. The boys are out, but Dell is in. Big Dell. We saw the wooden spoon cup
1: last night. The Dragons avoid it. Yeah, I'm happy for the Dragons because um, you know we both wore the red V jersey. One thing you don't want is your uh, is your team and even the current players um, getting the wooden spoon. So uh, I know the game didn't reach any massive heights. But I think it's a relief for the players and also for the fans.
0: Yeah, I think you could see that in the way that both teams were playing that second half. The first half, the shackles were off, plenty of ball movement. But the second half, you could almost see the, the nerves kicking in. And, the, you know, once the Dragons got ahead, they were into their shells. And the Tigers, um, they just went away from, from the, their shifts. I think there was only one opportunity for them to scoring a try. It was a disappointing second half. But the Dragons looked to avoid the spoon unless some sort of miracle happens for the Tigers. They've got five games left. They played Souths, Raiders, the Warriors, which is a home game, yeah. but it's in New Zealand. Then they take on the Dolphins and the Roosters. I can't see the Tigers picking up three wins.
1: No, not neither can I, but I just thought you were right there about the Tigers. I think they played tentative in the second half. Um, you know, Big Rava, he was injured there. You know, you've got to be smart football. It's always that football, but they needed to go at him. They weren't going at him there. Yeah, and with, no, one with
0: enough experts in the box, you, yes. you'd think that they'd get that message down to the players. Benji, the players yeah. that have uh, enough smarts to, to execute a game plan, yep. set to the right post and just go and attack go. over lower. But they really didn't do that. Um, which is a shame for the Tigers because the game was there for the taking. But anyway, the Wooden Spoon Cup is done and dusted. And I think the Tigers it. win another one for a second time in only two years. So, Dell, with, with the Wooden Spoon, I don't think I've ever been around a spoon before or, or close to on the my last year at the Dragons we we weren't great but I don't think we were any, anywhere near the spoon from
1: memory have you ever been yeah, uh, involved oh, mate, in a Wooden Spoon when I went to the Queensland Reds uh the first year until we had we had a lot of wallabies we had really good sides and we were always pushing for that semi-final spot and then we, and then we finished in the middle but then we had a lot of young young uh, Reds juniors come through and we had to rebuild cuz the Western Force and that came in there was players leaving and stuff and then we would like in the bottom three, and then at stages we were second last, and then it'd be like that game um, last night where they'd go in you know, the battle of the wooden spoon. And I just said to the boys, I said, "That man, there's no way that we're getting a wooden spoon." You know, not just for our fans, but I just think you don't want to be the worst team in the competition. And, and it's, it's, a per- pe- thing.
0: It, it's personal. You don't oh, want to, you don't want any association with know, that, whether you're a uh, player, a former player, yeah. a coach, an administrator, a fan. Whatever it may be, you yeah. don't want any association ever no. with a wooden spoon. So I think yeah. for both of us, we're pleased that the Dragons avoided that. But thanks yes. for that insight. Uh, Latrell Mitchell moving on to Southfield, Brisbane. Latrell Mitchell is ruled out. Out. This is a long time out for a calf strain. Uh, One of our game's biggest stars is missing. Do you think that affects South's chances going up against Brisbane Broncos?
1: Look, I think you've got to be smart here, like Latrell. You know, he's a big game player, and and as you know and I know, he's one of the most influential players in World Rugby League. So, mate, there's no rush to get him back. Obviously, it's great to have him back, but I just think they're they're nearly at full strength now, South, and I think they can do the job with uh, without him. I mean, the Broncos, it's going to test them here because both these sides, um, you know, they're going to be there. Uh, come you know, back end of the season, we we know they've played some really good football. I don't mind with Latrobe because one thing you don't want him doing is re-tearing that um, calf injury
0: yeah that's exactly right the mm. Souths are playing the long game sure. with Luttrell and and what's another week you're not going to be remembered for a victory towards the back end of the season against the Brisbane Broncos yeah. you're going to be remembered for what you do in September and hopefully that last weekend in October so I think it's a it's a it's a shame for us as fans and yes. as viewers and as pundits we love seeing Latrell, one of our game's biggest stars but we've got to understand that you know South Sydney they need to exercise patience for Sure. When it comes to managing their superstars,
1: yeah, look, we love that Friday night game. You know, the top billing, Reece Walsh. You know, back after a couple of weeks, and Reece, then Reece Latrell was yeah, amazing, it would have been wasn't it? But it wasn't two, to be. No, two totally different players, but we're getting, there's no doubt we're going to see them come finals time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It would be no surprise to see uh, these two teams go up against each other, and how good is that going to be with the subplot oh. of Adam Reynolds
1: coming up against his old club? If they play a knockout game in semi-finals football, yes. it's
0: going to be huge.
1: But it's going to be it's going to be massive. I think for me personally. I think the most important player for the Broncos is Adam Reynolds. Um, you know, he's one of those players. He's got that experience. He can get him around. I know Payne Haas and I know Reece Walsh are very important to their team, and we know they're carrying on those players. But I just think the experience of someone like him and Kirk Capel is a pretty fair player too. But mate Reynolds, he's just he's just got so much aura about him. The way that he gets those that Broncos team around, uh, I really respect. Well, the way the Broncos are playing, the, the only for me, the only ingredient
0: they are missing to win the premiership is that experience of being there Mm. from the top of my head. I think there's only Capewell and Reynolds that have played. They've both won grand finals. The Broncos, a lot of young players there that don't really have that recent taste of of playoff football. And we all know, Dell, that pressure cooker of finals football, it's very, very different from the regular NRL season game. And we know the Broncos have had some great victories on this journey that they're in under Kevi Walters. They're playing fantastic football. They're a joy to watch. But how much is it that element that they've not been as a group and played finals games in the past?
1: Yeah, look, they're building nicely, and you can only beat what's in front of you. But, you know, we know they've done pretty well with Carrigan and Flegel, all these guys playing origin football. But the Broncos as a team playing in that final series, going week one, week two or whatever, or, you know, getting the rest of them and then having having that intensity week in week out through finals football you know sometimes there's no second chances it's sudden death football that's got, that's that's the only question I lock like on saying from the Broncos moment but we haven't seen it yet, you know. And last year, we know I think they won one out of the last seven games, or something like that. I think you're right in saying that it was a great victory for them at Belmore. Mm. Lots of reasons not to
0: win that game. Resting their Origin players, yeah. they come away with the two points. But now they'll be priming themselves for a red hot crack at this title. Yes, they're missing the experience, but they've got a great buy schedule. Just coming off a buy recently, and then they've still got one up their sleeves. Watch out for the Broncos. Here they come. All right, we'll be back after this quick break. Welcome back to Footy Talk, a listener podcast. Connor Watson and Greg Inglis are out, but we've got the main man, Thank you. Wendell Saylor, in the house with me, James Graham. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Sam Walker was taken out of the Roosters team as a perhaps a bit of a scapegoat for their form, uh, and it looks like he's done for the year do you think he's the long-term solution for the Roosters' oh, half I, position?
1: I, yeah, look, I, I think he is. I think he's he's been harshly judged. I know you've got him and Kerry that aren't the biggest uh, half-combination in the world, but, you know, the Roosters, I suppose, their presence through their forwards and that. They, they usually they're, – they're so dominant and they're outside five that you can sort of carry two smaller halves. But, you know, they've been exposed a little bit this year. But I sort of feel for Sam Walker. I know last year he was in the 19-man squad, 20-man squad for the Origin – and then all of a sudden, you know, it was on him a little bit. You know, he got dropped and then obviously got injured. So we've all been dropped and all been injured. But I'd like to see him find his way back there and, and for them to stick with him.
0: Yeah, I think next season we'll see plenty more from Sam Walker. And we yeah. forget just how young he is, playing in arguably the most important position on a rugby league field, wearing one of those half numbers, whether it be six or whether it be seven. I think perhaps the Roosters, they they've not, Played anywhere near what no. we come to expect from them as a team over the past sort of 10 years, but also this year for me, they were, came into this competition as the favourites. They've not delivered on that, no. I think, a number of reasons. You look at Brandon Smith's injury, uh, the Swali he moved to rugby union, that's been a distraction. The Angus Crichton stuff, which obviously we support his journey through his mental health, and that is a priority. When you think about Sam Walker, what he would love to have that um, that guard dog, that protector on his edge. So saying, if you're going saying to the opposition, you want to come after my mate Sam, you know that back rower, that enforcer style back rower that looks after their half, who defends next to him. Perhaps that's what they're missing. That's perhaps where they need to to go into the market, the Roosters as they move forward. I know they're bringing. Dominic Young and Spencer Lannuin, but maybe they need a protector for one of their hosts as well. That's maybe why they've moved Victor Radley onto an edge.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt that's what they probably need there too because at the moment, like, it's – I just don't see that with the Roosters, even their roster. Like, their roster's not what it has been over the last couple of years. And I know when Jake Friend and Boyd Cordner moved, moved along, there's there's uh, the, the DNA of the Roosters. They've lost a little bit too, you know. I'm disappointed. Brandon Smith <clears> – <throat> I like Brandon Smith – as a player, he's been injured and obviously he's had a bit of time out and I certainly don't blame Brandon Smith because I like the way that he plays. He's all heart. But the is this is probably one of those seasons that Trent Robinson would like to forget.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And uh, it's going to be a, a long off season there, but the additions of Lanyu and Young. Oh, um, two of the... I love
1: Spencer. I love Spencer I, I, and then and Dominic Young. Can I say, I, I remember watching him over the last couple of years. I remember when he first went to Newcastle. And I saw a bit of bit in him, and I actually contacted Anthony Seibold. Seibold, they actually signed him not not actually even the Super League. I think the one he was I, playing Reggie's. He well, yes, I, he actually made his
0: debut against me at St Helens, yeah, yeah. and he'd already signed to come over and play in the NRL. Yeah, so great
1: scouting mission and the people at the Newcastle Knights. Well, I spoke to Seibold about it, and I and then I, I, saw, I saw him, and I, I like big outside backs. When I see a bit of something, I said this kid's got something about it because he had a few mistakes in him, and he and he just he needed a preseason. I actually said to Seibold, if he has a good preseason, this Kid could be anything, and mate, some of the tries that he scored, I still think I think he's one of the I think he's one of the quickest in the game. But just the way he moves, he, he moves like a like a like an Olympic athlete, you know. And he just, he's just it's beautiful to watch when he runs. Big strong thing. Um, he just he's uh yeah, motion. He's
0: not just a star of the future. He's a star now, and the Roosters yeah. have got a good one in him. I think it's a big time for. Roosters to look to to rest some of their key players as well with with James Tedesco yeah. he was given the weekend off after Origin it's he big. needs a, a resting off season yeah he does you know I know look I'm a big fan and proponent of the international game yes we don't have any Australian fixtures in the calendar just yet but if they do come around, along don't be surprised to see James Tedesco sit that out he needs a rest he does and he'll be back next year the Roosters will be back next year there's no club like them in the NRL for having that quick review and turning around results like the Roosters. So yeah. what I think it's a, a watch out NRL for season 2024, but I think this season is likely done. Uh Wendell, Tristan's fantastic year at the Broncos. He yeah. was sensational on Saturday against the Bulldogs behind Reynolds. He was, I was doing yeah. the 3-2-1 and he got the two points. He yeah. was sensational.
1: Great to see him play in your, for your old club, the Broncos. It must be. Fill you with pride? Oh, it does. I um, I actually, I actually was in the corporate area doing something for um, uh, the Bulldogs, 1990, uh, 1998 Bulldogs uh, sort of um, grand final sort of. It was me and Corey Hughes, and then I saw Hazem and all the boys. And it was for me, it was exciting because to walk back in and see uh, Terry Lamb and those guys, knowing that I was about to see my son play for the first time in a Broncos jersey, because my work commitments haven't allowed me this year, but I knew this was the first time, and and for me. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, my first Broncos jersey is buried with my dad. And Tristan, Tristan, last time Tristan saw my dad when he had a heart attack was in a hospital up in Mackay. And so my dad and Tristan were the biggest Bronco fans. So when I'm sitting there and I'm watching him run out, like inside, like I'm just, I'm full of joy because I know how hard he's worked to get back. But also... When he was at the Dragons, you know, I was sort of front and centre because obviously I uh, worked there and everything we did was together. But this time, I've stepped back a little bit and just let him grow as a person. So it was good to be there as Tristan's dad. Um, and I had a few tears in my eyes and, you know, I was pretty emotional. My phone was blowing up. But I-, I can just see a young man that's grown into into what he wants to be, not what people expect him to be. And even, even for you, letting him yeah. do his thing.
0: But I-, I bet it ignited so many oh. memories, especially with that, what, that story that you just shared, and yeah. awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Ignited so many memories of of your yeah. late father.
1: Yeah, but just to see him run out with the Broncos number one on, and and for me, there's a lot of those uh, young young Billy Walters, um, young Hetherington. You know, I played Origin and played, you know, against their dads. Because I remember playing at the Bulldogs and um played against Jason Heatherton. He was tough as nails, Jason Wasn't Hetherington. Wasn't he just <laughs> when I ran through the middle, mate, he'd get in he'd mate, little Even bit.
0: now he shakes your hand. You know, it yeah, crumples you. It, cr- it crumples your hand. It's yeah. almost I almost avoid him because
1: I don't want to say hello because I got a sore hand from seeing him. But just the way they played, a lot of those young kids, but even you know, when I went down the dressing sheds, you know, it's it's it, i I feel it's Tristan's space now, even though I've they've always invited me down there, and when I walked in there, uh, my daughter was was Down there too, but to see Tristan, you know, and singing the team song and that, it, it just reminded me of our days. But to see Kevin Alf there, John Cartwright, and these guys, Lee Briers, I, I played against Lee, Lee, Lee Briers. And, mate, Lee Briers, I got to say, he's been really good for Tristan. Tristan and him have a really good relationship. And I said, Tristan, I said, Lee Briers, I said, um, you know, I played against him like it was Wales and I think Warrington and that. I can see that they have a really good relationship. And, mate, I what I like about the Broncos is I trust them with my son. You know, Darius Board's actually helping him fullback too, so I know he's got the right people around him, but also I got to let him grow now, and and he's enjoying himself in the dressing sheds. All the boys that love him. One thing I did notice, he, he doesn't really like wearing clothes in and around that dressing sheds. He's got the speedos on, you know. He, he loves it, the budgies. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. It's good to it's hear good. following yeah. his father's yeah, footsteps so. up the gear not, not, on. Not as well. so much anymore, but <laughs> yeah, you know, but it was good. And um, you know, I, I take the Broncos club, but but he's worked hard to get that deal himself. I, I stayed out of it, but he goes back to um, South Logan this week. Reese Walsh comes back. Um, yeah, and it, and it was a joy to see. When I left that dressing shed, um, I know he's in good hands. Yeah, good on you, Del. All right, well, it's been great to have you in, Wendell.
0: We'll take a wrap from Footy Talk. Thank you for sharing those stories and thank you for jumping in and filling in for G.I.
1: and Conor Watson. Anytime, guys. I love coming off the bench. Didn't do much in my career, but I'll do it for you guys. <laughs>